when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. This is the worst thing we've ever done. So before the show, uh, Becky seemed to be implying to me that it was weird that I said that I was going to replace my dining room window with a stained glass podcasting window. Podcast window? Is that what I said? You said podcast. No, you didn't. Did you just say replace with a podcast window? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said you, you, said you wanted to make... But I yeah. was like, why? since when do you call it a podcast window? Well, I mean, because it would have, like, you know, stained glass windows have depictions of... Saints. Saints and religious stuff. And this would have depictions of, like, great moments in the history of podcasting. So, like, the... The debut of Serial with uh, oh. uh, with Sarah Koenig. Okay, so for us, would it be like we would have the Moist Mountaineers window? We'd have window. the Moist Mountaineers window. Um, like Mark Maron would appear on the window somewhere. Yet we've never had him on our show. No, no, no. This is, just, the window would be great oh, moments in podcasting, podcasting. not I just see. our show, but oh. podcasting as a whole. Something involving Wakata. Adam Curry. <laughs> Wakata. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Curry, did he invent podcasting or did he invent blogging? Maybe he invented blogging. I don't remember. Do you know the origin of why pod? Uh, yes, it comes from iPod. Oh, now that seems very so anachronistic. Why, why did they call it an iPod? I don't know. An iPod. So we could be saying iPodcasting this whole time. Not if we didn't. Not if we wanted to sound like normal people. Uh, we wanted to make sure you listeners knew that you are now uh, moist mountaineers. If yes. you listen to our show, yes, our listeners are the moist mountaineers. It is the most exclusive. It's a very exclusive organization in the sense that we don't have that many listeners, and so yeah, every and one of you is very special. It's like the musketeers, but wetter. Oh, it, it's exactly <laughs> like that. So oh, you can wow. wear moi- moist mountaineer hats, like it's a with musketeer. the little musketeer. Sorry, I interrupted. No, your no, hat. right, but like the like the Mickey Mouse hats. Um... With only what would they have instead of the Mickey Mouse ears? I mean, like a dildo, probably. <laughs> like a dildo sticking out of each side. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would that's be a way to get more attention to our our iPodcast, don't you think? It, yeah, I mean that would definitely draw attention. Okay. Um, okay, so I have a book. Uh, what that, if I just uh, walk around saying, "Have you listened to my iPodcast?" <laughs> Don't you think that would draw attention? <laughs> um, I feel like an iPodcast is something like a grandparent would say, but they wouldn't necessarily know what an iPod is. So I don't know. Uh, Matthew just poured me a really nice cup of sencha tea because we're Japanophiles. Will you read my tea leaves for the listeners? Oh, we're we're Japanophiles. Japanophiles, um, which is more I, Chinese, I think, right? Or do, do, in Jap- Japanese culture, do they read tea leaves? No. No? Okay. Um, well, it doesn't matter. So anyway. uh, this, uh, this says to me... Um, <laughs> you, you just didn't, turned it a little bit, like a, that, that matters. You, you didn't get your tongue deep enough into the cup to uh, lick up all of if these I had, If I had a yen for every time someone said that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if I had a yen can we read a to book lick or, your cup. Um, oh, boy. Sure. Um, so, so last week... Oh God. Listeners, there's, there's so much, so much freaking cat hair in his wires. It's making me deeply uncomfortable. My cat has been sitting on the podcasting table all morning. Oh, now it's a podcasting table. Oh, yes. It's slowly taking over the house. When you eat dinner here, are you are you like, let's go to dinner, at, eat dinner at the podcasting yeah, table? Yeah, no, I say, I say like, hey, family, please come to the podcasting table <laughs> for, your, for your meal. So, listeners, he's just as insufferable among his family members as he is to us. Oh, yeah, there's a shock. 
Uh, so last week we read Her Cherry by Penelope Bloom, right? Mm-hmm. And this week we are reading His Banana by Penelope Bloom. And I don't next know. Next week we're going to read Her Banana by Becky Selengut. Um I was I was thinking like when I was when I was coming up with a game for this week, I was thinking could could the game just be come up with more books in this series because I think these are the only two so far. Mm. So I mean, the ones I thought of were Her Pomegranates. That's for all the uh, <laughs> my dad wrote a porno <laughs> listeners out there. Oh, I was thinking pomegranate seeds. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, um, her one durian. Okay. Okay. Um, Is that like her head? And it's all and it's all like spiky. Yes. Uh, there's there's a limit like to the number of body parts that are like fruits, right? Her Maybe... moist mangosteen. Nice. Um, no, there's no limits. Okay. Come on. I mean, really? They all start with the M, though. The sexier ones, don't you think? Melons, peaches. That starts with an M. Yeah, like like a peach. That's a butt, right? So it could be like his peach. Is it a butt? Like the peach emoji is a butt. Oh, yes, you're right. Oh yeah, his eggplant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, eggplant's a fruit. Yeah, I really hate the comparison between an eggplant and a penis, and I don't think it helps well, people who have a hard time with eggplants anyway. What do you mean have a hard time? Like eggplants have, have been like it's breaking not, into their house. It, no, it's like a lot of people hate eggplants. Yeah, but like her moist mushroom, like you know, moist mushroom. Mu- people have a hard time with mushrooms, so I think if <laughs> mushrooms don't seem sexy. How about Moist Mountain? Do people have a problem with that? I think people just have a problem with if, Moist in general. If they have a problem with it, they're not getting a sticker. Yeah, that's true. There's going to be Moist Mountain stickers. We ordered them today. Moist Mountaineer stickers. We ordered them today. His Banana by Penelope Bloom. Chapter one, Natasha. Natasha. I made an art of being late. Unfortunate acts of clum- clumsiness were my paintbrush. Or clumminess. Or cl- <laughs> <laughs> Which is <laughs> to be defined. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a cross between clammy and chummy. Oh, that's you were, you were already getting confused, I think, because of all those words. Unfortunate acts of clumsiness were my paintbrush, and New York City was my canvas. Which brings us to our game. I love when the game is like before we even know what the hell the plot is. Yeah, well, you can tell that means like I didn't uh, bother read very to read much that more. far into the book. Yeah, and you got like, happy that a game came, came up that quick. Mm-hmm. So the game is uh, unfortunate acts of clumsiness were my paintbrush, and New York City was my canvas. So just write a sense about how like something is your paintbrush really and something ha- else is your canvas. You're really having a hard time with that word. Clumsiness. You, you kind of you're being very clumsy <laughs> with it. You you you, all, you kind of biffed it the second time too. Yeah, clumminess. Clumminess. Okay, so give me your example. Well, I mean, as usual, like we we do we uh, we do Becky's Japanese lesson, and then we do this podcast, and the Japanese lesson like uh, screws with your brain. Yeah, like I get I get hoarse, and uh, and we both get dumb. <laughs> I, I especially get dumb. It's probably not a good order for me to do things. Yeah, we should do it. We should try doing it the other way. I'll, I'll be way worse in my Japanese lesson, but probably funnier. I don't on care. This. I get the paid paid the same either way. It's true. Nothing. Just kidding. Uh, so for example. Senseless acts of arson were my paintbrush, and my ex-boyfriend Dirk's house was my canvas. <laughs> I like it, Dirk. This one I wrote channeling you. Jizz is my paintbrush, and your face is my canvas. What? That's not something I would say. Oh, right. You would say, Jizz is my paintbrush, and your mama is my canvas. Does, okay, listeners, does this sound like me? It's true. Probably I do make jokes about jizz a lot. A lot. But like... Not the your mama part, but this, but you but this just sounds. I thought for sure you would have had a jizz as my paintbrush. Um, well, okay. <laughs> to be fair, here's my second one. <laughs> Passion was my paintbrush, and I was going to make Dana my canvas. Yeah, exactly. It's, that, that yeah, is a, that's a okay, poetic fine. jizz. It's a poetic jizz metaphor. Metaphor. Mediocrity was my paintbrush, <laughs> and meh was my canvas. 
<laughs> I, I'm not sure what I was going for here, except like, I guess just like a rich dickhead. Yachts were my paintbrush and the ocean was my canvas. Yeah, that's, that could be from any of our books. Mm-hmm. An unreliable memory was my paintbrush. And what was the first question? <laughs> Was my canvas. <laughs> wow, this is like weirdly uh, <laughs> parallel. My tongue was my paintbrush, and well, you figure out the rest. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a time I didn't show up to work because I thought I had won the lottery. As it turned out, I was reading last week's numbers. I had texted my boss on the way to pick up my winnings. I told him I'd never need to attend another should-have-been-an-email meeting oh on my mega yacht where beautiful tanned men would be hand-feeding me grapes. Unfortunately, my boss had actually printed out the text and framed it for the office, and the only thing being hand-fed to me that night, that night was stale popcorn by myself. Oh. Then there was the time I watched Marley and Me the night before work and couldn't stop crying long enough to make myself presentable. I'd gotten on the wrong trains, spent 30 minutes looking for keys to the car I didn't own, and once even missed dinner with my best friend because my dog was having a mental breakdown. My dog, Marley, from the movie Marley and Me. Her dog was having a mental breakdown? I mean, you're familiar with this I as think, a dog owner, right? Yeah, but that's a lot of projection going on there. <laughs> I don't really think the dog is having a... I, I think her dog was really worried about, like, the political situation. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't proud of it. I think I think her dog is going to cop a plea. Mm. I wasn't proud of it, but I was kind of a walking disaster. More like pee on a cop. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then the yeah, cop a pee. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay, so that bad. was really good. It's it dumb. took me too long, but it, okay. <clears throat> I was kind of a walking disaster. Okay, more than kind of. I was a chaos magnet. If there was a button you absolutely should not, under any circumstances, push, a priceless vase, a heart attack-prone old man, or just about anything that could be messed up, I was probably the last person you wanted around. But hey, I was a damn good journalist. Uh, okay. <laughs> the fact that I still had a job was a testament to that. Of course, the bottom of the barrel assignments I always seemed to land were also a reminder that I was permanently and irrevocably on the shit list. Mm. It was hard to get ahead when you had a tendency to accidentally shoot yourself in the foot, no matter how good your stories were. Yeah, so she's, she's covering, yeah. like, city council or something. Something. <laughs> like, what's, what's like a... What's a bottom of the barrel assignment? Yeah, like some like human interest story, like a like a woman who lost her dog and it came back. Um, um uh, property a, tax a, beat. Property tax beat. Dog peed on a cop. <laughs> dog bites man. <laughs> That's right. The top of the barrel, the journalistic barrel, is man bites dog. The bottom is dog bites man. <laughs> Wake up! I said, kicking my brother in the ribs. Brayden growled. <laughs> what is wrong with your mouth? <laughs> <clears throat> Brayden groaned so and rolled over. He was turning 30 in a week, and he still lived with my parents. Their one requirement Loser. was that he help with chores around the house. Of course, he never did, which meant they would occasionally make the empty threat to kick him out. He'd crash on the floor of my closet of an apartment for a day or two until things blew over with them, and then he'd be out of my hair again. If I was a functional mess, Brayden was my dysfunctional counterpart. He had all the same self-sabotaging genetics without the perseverance to, make, to fix his mistakes. The result was a 29-year-old who's... Wow, she's really elevating herself based on not very much goodness. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, she's still like, the shit rolls downhill. Like, I suck, but he sucks worse. Yeah, no, it's like, I, I suck, but like, I'm, I just like, keep on sucking on. <laughs> The result was a 29-year-old whose primary hobby was playing Pokemon Go on his phone, while who sometimes moonlighted as a sanitation officer, which was basically a minimum wage gig picking up trash for the city. That's I do so not, judgy. I, yeah, first of all, there's nothing wrong with that. With Secondly, Go. I don't believe this exists. 
that there's like moonlighters uh, for that right that, that you can be like a like a temp garbage man I bet maybe you can, you can. you're sure right you can. the sun isn't even up yet he groaned yeah well your two-day grace period is up b i need you to go patch things up with my mom and dad so i can have my shoebox to myself again when she, uh, when she called she him said B. my mom and dad, isn't it, they, don't they share the same parents? I think I threw that in there by oh, mistake. okay. Uh, but uh, when she said B, I thought of, uh, I thought she was talking to Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl. I, I'm going to say, yeah, totally, even though I, I don't know that reference, but. It's a pretty good show. I mean, I've heard of Gossip Girl, I've never seen it. It's, uh, it's basically the same show as the OC, but not as good. Mm. So if you haven't seen the OC, watch that instead. Okay. Well, we'll see. I've got a Pokemon I want to catch while I'm downtown. Maybe after that. <laughs> Do people still play Pokemon? Because I don't see it happening anymore. I mean, certainly the fad is over. They're yeah. probably Braden's still playing. <laughs> Go B. I threw on my coat, settled for two different shoes, one dark brown and one navy blue, because I was out of time to keep searching, and crept through the hallway oh, wow, of my apartment. Oh, wow, she just owned it. Yeah. She sucks so hard. Yeah. Um, I. There was a time when I was a kid... Uh, when uh to save money on shoes um we would get um shoes mismatched sizes of shoes which was the thing you could get like at the outlet mall because one foot was bigger than the other uh no because uh one of one of those shoes would not fit very well but uh, they were much cheaper than a matched pair of shoes so you had to go around uncomfortable yeah be- to save money yeah that explains so much about you <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> I mean, I Would th- you go back and forth between like the left foot or the right foot being squished? No, because there, it was only one pair. No, I know, but the, the next pair, you, oh. would, you would switch to... I don't know. This pro- probably only did this once or twice. Mm. She never. I, I lived across the hall from the landlord, and she never missed an opportunity to remind me how much money I owed her. Yes, I paid my rent, eventually. My shit list assignments weren't exactly the top paying jobs at the magazine, so sometimes I had to pay other bills, like electricity. If I was feeling really adventurous, I even bought food. Oh, it's a magazine. So we, we were wrong on what beats she was going to be covering anyway. Oh, so it I mean. It would be like um, best dental hygienist in Seattle. Yes, exactly. List. Yeah, which is a really down on the list since she lives in New York. Right. <laughs> My parents were, why did no one buy our best dentist in Seattle <laughs> issue? We put so much work into it. My parents weren't loaded, but they were both teachers, and they made enough money to lend me some if I was ever in desperate need. I wasn't exactly too proud to ask, but I didn't want them to worry about me, so I swore Braden to secrecy on the bare contents of my fridge and pantry. I'd get on my... What? What? I swore Braden to secrecy... Oh, oh, I see. Like, don't tell anyone that I'm broke. Okay. It sounded like she was, like, putting her hand on the bare contents of her pantry, oh. or, like, making him put his hand on it and swear on it like it's the Bible. Oh. I didn't a- think that. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very... Very pop- literal. Yeah. I, I'd get on my feet soon anyway, so there was no point in making a big deal out of it. Living in New York was cheap, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Here we go. Wait, what? Cheap? Says no one ever. Sorry, living in New York wasn't cheap. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what? What is wrong with you today? <laughs> it's my usual nap time. We usually tape at, oh. like, at like 10 or 11 a.m. Okay. But today it's uh, 2.30 p.m. Oh, it's the worst time. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sleepy, too. Living in New York wasn't cheap, Thank you. but I wouldn't trade it for anything. If there was ever a city that understood my own particular brand of chaos, it was here. I am so fucking sick of love letters to New York in these books. If I never hear one positive thing about New York in a romance novel again, that would be fine. 
With so many people choking the streets at every hour of the day, I couldn't help but blend in no matter how much of a mess I was or if my shoes didn't match. Do you think that any of these people writing about New York have ever been been to New New York? York? (laughs) I don't know. Or did they just watch Sex in the City? Yeah, no, no. I know all about New York. Everybody gets $400 shoes. Uh, mismatched. Even, even if they are a columnist for a magazine. Mismatched, mismatched. yes. Um, and uh, what else happens? It, <laughs> uh, no one sleeps. Nobody Yeah, it's, uh, it's the people that never sleep. It's hot dogs and shawarma until mm-hmm. t- you get choked with them. It's shawarma town. <laughs> uh, yep. The, it's really shawarma in the, in the summer. The, the subway, don't get me started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are rude, but then they're really nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jews. <laughs> In Jews. I enjoyed my commute, even on the days when I was running so far behind schedule that I knew I was going to get reamed out when I got oh, there. Okay, that's put that into an expression I never need to hear again. Reamed out. That's just so gross. Like, do we, we talk recently, or was this w- with someone else uh, about the expression like ripping someone a new one? No. And how, like, everybody says this all the time, even though it is so gross and violent. Ripping someone a new one. Um, I always think kind of fart, even though it's not really... That's not what it is at all. I know it's not, but it's like, what, what do you think? Someone's, like, just zippering down someone's chest cavity? No, it's a new asshole. Ripping them a new one. Ripping yeah. them a new asshole. Like, yeah, it doesn't even make a whole lot of sense. Right. Like, but do you like go, do you get very literal and you think that they're like just literally like incising no, a new No, I don't, I don't think anyone's literally doing hole. this. It just amazes me. Like I could, I could see like, you know, uh, a, like a mom, <laughs> like a, uh, like a grandma saying it and maybe not even realizing where it came from. Mm. It's like, it feels to me like if everyone went around saying like, I'm going to tear off his head and shit down his neck. <gasps> That's disgusting. I was going to get reamed out no, when I got but there. See, but reamed out is so much worse. <laughs> yeah, it Because is. what could that possibly mean other than just coring out someone's soul or... I mean... Or, or just tunneling their bum. <laughs> yeah, I think it means bum tunneling. That's what made me think of the asshole thing. The office I worked in was bare bones, to put it delicately. Our desks were particle board with peeling coats of gray paint. The walls were thin and let in almost every possible sound from the traffic outside. Many of our computers were still the old bulky kind where the monitor weighed about 30 pounds and was the size of an overfed toddler. Was that a Commodore? What was that original computer? It was a Commodore, they have Commodore 64s 64. at their office. Yeah. Is that like the one-room computers? It's okay. They upgraded from VIC-20s. <laughs> uh, they have those, uh, uh, someone in the, again, someone in the audience will know what I'm talking about, that Commodore 64 disk drive that was like the size of a toaster and would take five minutes to load anything. I love that you said audience. Like we're doing a live show right now. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey, audience. audience. Like, anyone in the audience want to come up? Anyone? Mm. Anyone? I mean, I'm sure my cat will jump on the table again. Print journalism was dying an ugly death, and my workplace made no secret of it. The only people left in the business were the ones too stupid to smell the roses or the ones who enjoyed it too much to care. I like to think I was a little bit of both. I like to think of myself as too stupid. As soon as I arrived, Hank came storming from his corner office, a desk just like the rest of ours, except his was tucked in the corner of the large space we all shared. He was our lead editor and pretty much the only person I ever directly dealt with. There was, of course, Mr. Weinstead, but he didn't bother with the grunt work. (laughs) He just made sure we had advertisers for our magazine and that somebody paid the rent for our little slice of the skyscraper we called an office. You know, grunt work now sounds funny, too. It really does. It goes along with reaming. Um, my other office mate was Come named on, Clark. Come on, you got to give me a little bit for that. 
Like, like, uh, uh. <laughs> just reamed someone out. Oh, come on! What you got? You got upset when I said when I said I was going to tear someone's head off and shit Should down that, their neck because that's upsetting. So, so I I feel like I I was just giving you what but, you, okay but back what, what you gave me. But grunt work does that? It does sound funny, doesn't you're right. it? But it refers to what manual labor. Well, Thing, or, or things just, that you'd have to make groan sounds, grunt sounds to lift heavy shit. That's what I imagine it came from. I think from. that's where it started with, but, but it's just like menial labor. I right, think. right, right. But menial labor usually requires yeah. some for, some kind of effort, physical effort. That's true. Yeah. Uh, my best friend Candace was waving her arms and bulging her eyes at me from her desk oh, as Hank oh, approached. Ouch. <laughs> I think we've got ourselves a story. Okay. I mean, I mean, for our, our protagonist to write for the magazine. Yeah, because there's something really Quick, fucking wrong with the, that person. Yeah, I hope she's got her camera to take a picture of, of <laughs> Candace's uh, death. I don't think that her dental hygienist story is going to help her with this one. No. I gathered she was trying to warn me, but I wasn't sure it was, what it was she thought I could do if Hank was about to lay another dumpster assignment on me. Mm. She's a hard time with garbage. Yeah, she thinks Very about judgmental. it a lot. Yeah. Hank sized me up as he had a habit of doing. He had thick eyebrows that looked disturbingly similar to his mustache, which also had the confusing effect of making it look like he had a third eyebrow above his lip. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Or maybe two mustaches above his eyes. That's I funny. can never decide which. I like that. He was gray at the temples, but still had all the nervous energy of a young man. On time today, he barked. It was almost an accusation, like he was trying to figure out what my angle was. Yes, I tried. Good. Maybe I won't fire you yet. <laughs> You've been th threatening to fire me since I started working here. What's that, three years now? Just admit it, Hank. You couldn't bear the thought of losing me or my talent. Candace, who is sticking in... Stick, who is, <laughs> what you'll what see, is you'll wrong see. with you? Sticking his dick? Can Candace, who was listening in from her desk, stuck her finger in her mouth okay. and mocked gagging. I, I read ahead, unfortunately. Okay, I have to just stop you right now because I'm watching this guy outside who just spent five minutes looking at the leaves and now okay. look outside... He he then knocked on the trunk, like knock knock oh, knock on the trunk. Oh, some sort of earth guy. And now he's kneeling down in the grass and staring like f four inches away from the I trunk. I don't like this at all. And I can't look at look at him. He's listening. He's listening to the trunk. He's got his ear cocked to the trunk. Can't we go on that? What's that website where you say racist things about your neighbors next door? Right? No, I don't can want to do that. Now he's. Can we go on that and complain about this guy? He's wandering off. Like, what drug was he on? Now he's looking at another plant. I don't, whatever it is, I don't want Well, maybe it. he's in horticulture school. Yeah, maybe he's in horticulture school. <laughs> okay, that was really weird. Sorry, I was really was trying really to weird, listen, yes. but I'm so glad you got to see what I was seeing. <clears throat> Hank lowered his mustaches or eyebrows in annoyance. The only <laughs> he thing lowered I'll, his mustache? Yes, well, the mustache is above his eyes. Oh. Uh, the only thing I'll admit is I... Uh, I the only thing I'll admit is I enjoy having someone to dump the assignments no one else will take on. Speaking of which, wild guess, you're going to have me interview the owner of a garbage hauling company. No, wait, maybe it'll be the guy who owns that business where they pick up dog poop from there in front of your house for a with, low monthly fee. With garbage. Why is she obsessed with garbage? Well, she's really classist. Well, I think, yeah, but it seems like Very she's conflicted judgy. about it. Like she's obsessed with shit and garbage. Yeah. Can't stop talking about it, but she's also judgy. Am I close? No, growled Hank. You're going to pose as an intern at Galleon Enterprises. They're a hotshot marketing business. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, who hasn't heard of Galleon Enterprises? <laughs> Galleon. Yar. Yar. <laughs> I know. You may keep your you keep, may keep my nose oh, buried God. in crap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it, what is it when you do it to computers that control alt delete that you reboot? Yes. Yes. You, you need reboot? to reboot me. Yeah, I need to reboot you. Hold on we, one second. We should we're, have taken it to a break. We're gonna we're gonna take it to a break. Okay. We're back. We've rebooted Matthew. We we are hope he's doing some extra weird awkward exercises with his mouth right now, and we're hoping he's going to be able to speak normally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? No. You may keep my nose. <laughs> Sorry, Just, I can't even. I can't even do it. You may keep my nose buried in crap, but believe it or not, I do actually stay up to date with the business world. I said it with a hint of pride. It was true, after all. Everyone here could make me after into all. a joke or a, or a laughing stock. You said after all, <laughs> which, is a, which is a new, a new hair potion. And sometimes it was even easier to play along. But at the end of the day, I was a journalist, and I took my job seriously. I read editorials. I kept a prize. I kept a prize on stock market. <laughs> per- you say it. I kept a prize on stock market performance. I kept a prize on stock mar- market. Per- <laughs> You're right. To. Sn- <laughs> I kept apprised on stock market performance to sniff up and comers okay, in the business that's world. That's hard. You're right. To sniff up and comers? Yeah. That but, sounds dirty. Yeah, like we yeah, we need to we need to to sniff out this story literally. Okay. And I even read several blogs about journalism and writing to keep sharp. You're gonna do whatever it takes to gather dirt on Bruce Chamberson. That does not sound like a real name. No. That sounds like, uh, I need a name for this guy. Uh, <laughs> Chambers. It sounds like George Costanza trying to make up a name. George Chamberson. Chamberson. Industries. What kind of dirt, I asked. If I knew that, do you think I'd be sending you in there? What? She wants okay, to know wait. what kind of dirt she's supposed to dig no, up. No, no, I understand, but but he, the editor is saying, like, I have no idea if there's a story here or not, but I'm sending you, like, on this undercover assignment at this company to see if you find anything. Well, I'm sure he's heard That's that there's, journalism there's works. whiffs of, of feces from this place. But, she, but he's not going to tell her? Well, I don't, he, I don't he think journalism heard... is, a, is usually run like a scavenger. Yeah, true that. <laughs> well, maybe this is, this is also not journalism, let's be real. Well, but I mean, and wait, okay, we're we're out of time, and there has been nothing about a banana. Like, I'm, dis- at least, I'm really disappointed. And I feel her like cherry, was... there was there was a cherry pie, right? There was, or at least, yes, yeah. there was. We got into baking right away, and I, I think that uh, I'm I'm quite disappointed with this book. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one star. I'm I'm. Are you more disappointed in the book or the reader of the book? Um, yes, and okay. So, uh, what do you have for us next time, Becky? <laughs> Next time, I have some really great romantic literature for us. Okay, while you're finding that, I will tell you that you can find us at lookinsidethisbookclub.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, uh, which stands for Look Inside This Banana... Comeuppance. Mm-hmm. This... This uh, banana uh, custard. Okay. This banana... This. Can't find this banana. <laughs> Our book for next time is called Block Shot. Oh, sounds by, sporty. By Kennedy Ryan. Five stars. Number one bestseller in sports romance. Okay. I wonder what sport it is. I guess we'll find out next time. Oh my God. You really don't know? Well, I mean, it could be, no. it could be hockey no. or basketball, right? It's definitely basketball. Okay. All right. See you next time.
how about that? Now wow. we're talking. That's so loud. You're so loud in my ears. 